Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to After Law. Broadcasting from the beautiful South Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to part two of this weekend's Akdung Mill, coming to you in the wake of that uh, home defeat yesterday by Leicester City. Uh, Mill two, Leicester City three. Cup exit, of course. Um, whether we're all really bothered about that is is a, an open question, dear listeners. If I was to get five pounds for every time I've read online that we didn't really want a cup run anyway, and we're got a league to focus on and I might be a rich man um, but yeah there we are we are exited whether we like it or not it was a close run thing in the end um, I think probably a fair assessment of the game is that there was a, a difference in quality of certainly finishing and breaking from defence I think Leicester uh, fielding a, a semi um, second choice 11 yesterday if not you know not quite a reserve side but certainly you could see a golfing in quality in terms of the break. Now, that's not to knock our own performance. I'm going to come on very, very shortly to a conversation I had with Matt Nash earlier on today, which we explore that. Um, but first, before we go into any further details about yesterday's 3-2 loss, it's time for our Pundit Games question that you look forward to, dear listeners. Punditgames.co.uk is the number one football trivia game. You know that, I know that. Everyone listening to this show, because it's the number one Millwall podcast, knows that. So we've got two little teaser questions to give you a bit of a taste as to what the game's like. Christmas is past now, so it's going to be birthdays, really, that uh, will be the mainstay of any sales over the year ahead until we get to the festive season 2024. But nevertheless, it's a good um, indicator of um, a great game. Just gives you a little taste as to what it's all about. So I've got two questions. The point of the game is you move across a very small board. Um, answer five questions in a row, score a goal against your opponent and play for well, whatever time you want, 90 minutes, you know, that kind of idea, for half-time, 45 minutes. Um, great for birthdays, great for summer's afternoons, sipping a nice cold one from the fridge with your mates. Um, but make sure they're football heads because you've got to know your stuff. And these two questions will give you a bit of a taste as to why they got to know their stuff. We've got one from the international players category, number of different genres of question and I think they update them every so often on the pundit site dear listeners um, so this one there's an international players question and then I'm going to follow it up with a football league question just to give you uh, a, a, a kind of a sense of the breadth of the questions so this is an international player in 1996 this striker with Croatian roots 
won the European Championship with Germany. He won the Tour Jäger Canoni, that's the highest scorer of that season, with Stuttgart scoring 17 league goals in the Bundesliga um, in a 4-0 route over Schalke in 96-97. He's played a starring role, so um, he's playing alongside up front Giovanni Elba, Krasmir Balakov, Matthias Hagner, um, and so on and so forth. I won't bore you with the rest of the... Oh, Thomas Berthold, I've heard of him. Um, now, that's a really strong question, because I haven't got, not got a clue. I don't know my Croatian um, Torjega Canonis. Um, so, yeah, if you know that one, we'll give you the answer at the end of today's show. But just in case you don't know that one, you probably ought to know this one. This is a football league question. Um, this is a fullback who is as hard as they come. Hard man fullback. He played for five teams in the Premier League between 1996 and 2018, most notably at West Brom and Birmingham City. After his playing career was over, he went into coaching and was until recently, I'm, I'm rephrasing their question because this was printed a while ago, until recently was part of Gary Rowett's backroom staff at Millwall. Um, he was playing in a West Bromwich Albion game, example game here against Twitch in 2007 in front of Dean Kylie in goal and alongside Leon Barnett, Martin Albrechtson, Carl Herfkins, Jonathan Greening, James Morrison, Chris Brunt, Felipe Teixeira, Ishmael Miller and Kevin Phillips. That was in a West Bromwich Albion side from 2007 and 8. And he was until recently part of Gary Rowett's backroom staff at the Den. There's one for you, dear listeners. Um, so yeah, back to yesterday's game. Well, we'll have that answer at the end of today's show. Check out punditgames.co.uk. But back to yesterday's game. A 3-2 loss in the end. Um, Millwall actually ran it quite close, I thought. Now, I spoke to Matt Nash, a sports journalist without portfolio. He's gun for hire, freelance sport journalist, formerly with the Metro newspaper. And I'm going to bring you now the conversation I've with Matt Nash regarding yesterday's showing right now. Achtung, Next up on Achtung Millwall, it's a huge welcome to yes, show regular. He's also a gun for hire in the sports journalism world. It's Mr. Matt Nash. How are you doing, Matt? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thanks for that free advert, Nick. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, good to see you. And you, mate. And you. Also, international sports, uh, international football management with International Surrey as well. I saw you published their fixture list for the summertime the other day, Matt. There's some interesting fixtures you got going there, mate. Yeah, and I think June's going to be even better. Touchwood, we've got some decent games lined up, including our first ever away game because we always just play in Surrey. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hoping for a good, good summer. Check yeah. out International Surrey Football, Int Sur Football listeners. Uh, a lot of the games are being played at Fisher in, in Rotherhive. So um, if you're looking for some summertime football fixes, do get along. It's a great little uh, setup, some interesting fixtures. But Matt, we, we gather here today, mate, not to talk about the summer uh, summer in Rotherhive. <laughs> but yesterday's cold, much colder fixture in, in South Bermondsey. Uh, Mill 2, Leicester City 3. Um Interesting fixture in some ways. You can you know, step back and look at it neutrally. There was, a, there was a mixture of emotions for me coming away. Obviously, disappointed to lose at the end of a cup run, which I'm, I'm still half and half out whether we needed a cup run or not. But we actually played a combination of quite well and were second best at the same time in the, in the areas that really counted. How did you see yesterday's performance, mate? Yeah, I think you're spot on there, Nick, really. I know we had a few messages as it was mm. sort of going on about how it was panning out. <laughs> I mean, um, 
one team took their chances and the other didn't, even yeah. though, you know, we come away feeling sort of reasonably happy with the performance, I think, which is a massive change from the row era already, isn't it? I think the way, you know, sort of the way we play, we're not hoofing it massively. No, um, no. Played nice football, just just haven't really got a killer in front of the goal where you sort of felt Leicester every time they came forward would score. And I think it was one stage at... 2-0 down where I thought, oh, this we could be in real trouble here. You know, a few yeah. goals could go in, but we we sort of rallied, didn't we? Yeah, they, they were dangerous in front of goal. I mean, aided and abetted a little bit by our own style, which is now much more open. So we were pushing forwards, mayors maybe under uh, he who, who must no longer be named, Mr. Rowell. <laughs> and um, um, it's now to become the villain of the piece, I've noticed. Everything is now um, you know, down to him as a kind of... Uh, you know, the Antichrist or something on, on, on in Bermondsey. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yesterday I thought there was, there was a big difference between the two sides. I've just been watching the, the highlights reel just before we spoke, Matt, and it's quite striking. I mean, the actual – there's only goals, really, on this um, three-minute loop here, but there's actually one move early where um, Watmore broke down the right side and shots where a cross might have found Nisbet at the far post, which has been a, a regular route to goal for us in recent times. Um, so it's just a bit of luck of, luck, luck, you know, the breaks didn't quite go our way yesterday. I thought, you know, we were just a plain unlucky combined with facing really strong opponents, which is not, you know, not always an easy combination, is it? No, I think it's an old managerial cliche, isn't it? It's about both boxes and Leicester were just better in sort of both boxes. They were, they were good all round, didn't really have any massive vulnerabilities or weaknesses where we didn't help ourselves by giving the ball away cheaply so much and, um, making silly errors but this is going to happen you know it's going to yeah, be yeah, pain yeah, I think yeah. we said before didn't we there'll, there'll be pain in this transition to playing nice football and it's not always going to be easy we'll probably take a, a couple of beatings along the way but I think it's going to be worth it while we progress to something a bit more worthwhile that we enjoy watching and yesterday was enjoyable to watch yep when we were making silly mistakes and um, unfortunately we sort of paid for them they're just ruthless, aren't they? They're top of the league for a reason. They're going to go up as champions, probably. They're a very good side, and we just sort of helped them on their way a little well, bit. They're, which they're tearing up the tearing up the division, um, and rightly so. When you see that was just reading the the uh, BBC report, listeners, and it's not quite a second string eleven, but it was certainly wasn't maybe their their strongest first choice side. So um, there's a bit of bit of perspective. Um, just looked at the first goal as well. Then Matt, I mean, it was a. We, we'd missed that early opportunity. We, we'd actually made a few decent runs going forwards. I mean, Watmore looked really dynamic in the early stages yesterday and through the game, in fairness. But they also made that. It was on their first real attack, which is that crossing from the right. And then it's Casaday, uh, number seven, who meets it at the far post. Really strong header. I think it's Ryan Leonard that almost gets battered yeah. out of the way as he came in. That's That kind of presence, Matt, would give us, well you know, at least 10, 12 more goals in our season. That would make a big difference to us. But I don't know how much he's cost, but he looks a valuable player because he looked a real asset <laughs> yesterday. Really strong, I thought. Very much so. And um, if we were kind of right behind the goal when that went in. It did look like Leonard was thinking, well, if I touch this, it's just going to be an own goal. Yeah. Uh, he's sort of caught in two minds whether to go for it or not, maybe. But, um, yeah, kind of Leicester, a Premier League team in waiting, aren't they? They look Absolutely. to me like a better Leicester side than the... Premier League champions that came with Ranieri back in 2017. We beat them, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, we did. Yeah, yeah. They were very efficient, very well drilled. No, no obvious weaknesses, and um, we can only aspire to that at the moment, I suppose. So, 
we, you know, we're heading in the right direction. Now, I think we all feel we've got a manager who's um, someone we can believe in, and it's 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 just it's going to be a painful transition at times, isn't it? You know, teaching players midway through a season, yeah, but in bleak winter at Coldblow Lane, how to how to sort of play out from the back, you know. Start playing the Italian style or, or the continental style, perhaps. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think I mean it was common kind of uh, consensus on online yesterday. If we play that way regularly against the more um, you know the, the everyday sides of the championship, we're going to get results. And I think that that's probably right. That's really what I took away after the game. I, I didn't leave the then feeling downbeat. Well, it was as others you know point out. It was another defeat. At home, but it didn't feel quite as bleak as it as it did under Rowett, where you would be bored stiff and walk away feeling like you you couldn't live with a side like Leicester. I, I think that we, you know, we, we we will have our budget limitations, but we we won we won't battered yesterday, um, and we actually showed them a few moves where different day, but they were good defenders. I thought as well, Matt. Incidentally, because we didn't really get many chances other than good build ups, but. Um, no, I didn't leave feeling as downbeat as I might have expected to after a home loss. For sure. I think Connor Cody and Hamza Chowdhury sort of got on the end of everything yeah. pretty much into their Strong. box, yeah. apart from the, the two goals, obviously. Um, and they, yeah, they just look good. You know, you're talking about an England international there in Cody, aren't you? And we, we just don't have that sort yeah. of personnel. They've got players who make the right decisions at the right times, and sometimes we don't. And that's just where we are. There's no criticism of the players that's just that's what we've got as a squad and it's up to Joe now to try and help them make the right decisions at the right time isn't it so yeah. we score more goals and concede fewer it's, it's almost as simple as that you know really um, when it comes to how we move on from here you know not trying to um, overplay at the back you know yeah. Uh, yeah. There a couple of times when you know I think George Honeyman was giving the ball away yesterday and it's some you know, a couple of times it really nearly cost us and we could have probably conceded four or five but if we can sort of move away from that players get confident in the system as time goes on it's just all, it's just all about time isn't it I think this is the thing now just got to get yeah. time yeah I mean we're in the second half of the season we've moved up the table so um that that's, that's at least I think has taken some of the pressure off of Edwards and and the squad really that they can play this style without quite the the pressure of uh, the bottom three breathing on their necks so that that's a good thing I thought yesterday was a was was a good show by Millwall and you know I think you're right about Leicester actually missed a few chances and they probably would have expected to have got a couple more on top of their three but there we are, but we we weren't bad, and um, I think but for that top quality defending, because it seemed to me every time we crossed the ball into the danger zone, it would be either hit a heel, it would hit a calf, it would some part of the body would be uh, in a yellow shirt would be on the end of that, and that just took it away from us. You won't see defending on that level every week in the championship, thankfully, and I think we can we can take a lot away from it. Um, just looking at the second goal, Matt. I mean, that was a really nice build-up. I can't say. Now, this is going to sound like a Leicester City show, listeners, but it's a really, really nice build-up. The one-two that moved through uh, defence, um, and then there's a shot from the right side for the uh, striker, which, um, in fairness to Sarkis, I thought played well. Yes, he got a hand to it. He might have expected done a little bit better with that shot. Is that harsh? Do you think? No, I think I think there were a couple of times, and I felt maybe. He, uh... He could have done a bit better yesterday, but you know, again, he's young, isn't he? He's not got the yeah. experience of say Bart. He's um, he's still learning, and but I think maybe that's probably the excitement and the optimism on our part is that you know we've got some 
good young players. Yeah. And players who who will hopefully improve under a manager who wants to improve them, a progressive manager who, you know, should be able to coach them to to play better than they are currently and better than they have been under the previous regime. So that's that's probably the excitement. That's what's going to keep us going. Yeah. When perhaps you know we are taking a, the odd beating here and there, is that you know there, there's something in this where it sort of felt under Rowett towards the end that, that where are we going? I suppose. Yeah, they didn't see um, have any point point or purpose, did it? And just to be counsel for the defence of Martia Sarkic on the highlights reel, they follow up the uh, he could have done better moment with um, two really a double save on a, on a break forwards. In the second half, Leicester broke forwards and he made a good save and then followed it up with a second. Um, so that's, you know, I thought we played well overall and you can see him developing as a goalkeeper. I can see now why we've signed him, Matt, but I think um, I think it was a touch of men against boys at times yesterday. But we, you know, I think you can't say that online without sounding like you're downing your own sign. I, 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 don't, um, I don't see that we've got anything to be downbeat about other than areas where we, we can improve. I think the quality of our crossing has got to improve a touch. Do you agree? Yeah, totally. And there are times, aren't there, where, you know, we're taking a short corner and you, mm. you think, God, you know, you've got Cooper up from the back, you've got all the big lads in there. Get it in there. In. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and the times when the, you know, the corners, the crosses were, you know, for poor quality where you play Leicester and the, and there's a good, generally, yeah, yeah. nine times out of ten, yeah. their balls in are going to be very good and probably lead to a chance uh, and maybe a goal and that that's it's just little things where we're behind someone like Leicester and there's no shame in that Leicester are, are no. going to probably get 100 points and go up multi, multi millions of pounds right. from their Premier League <laughs> parachute money you know that's it I don't think there's any shame in saying we were second best in areas yesterday and that you know oh. we're way off Leicester that's just a reality what you're saying just just now is the reality that you know, at times it felt men against boys, and we could—I felt we could get swamped a couple of points in the game. But there's loads there to be excited about in the future, yeah. and I, I, you know, young players like Sa, Marku, Sarkic in goal. Yeah, this is the thing—they—they're going to make mistakes. Then they're also going to have these moments of brilliance, aren't they? So you've just got to kind of take the rough with the smooth. I think as, uh, and the same with Joe. Joe's a manager in league football for the first time. So he's yeah. not going to get everything right. He won't be expecting to get everything right. No, and the, it'd be a learning the, experience. I mean, one of the choices yesterday, he played a fairly strong starting yeah. 11. The, the, the debate online is whether he should or should not have started Ryan Leonard. But I don't quite buy this idea that you you wrap Leonard up and put him into like cryogenic storage after each game. <laughs> when, do, when, when does he play then? Because, you know, you've got as much chance of being injured yesterday as you do... You know, in minute one of next week's home game against Middlesbrough. So I'm not, I'm not don't entirely buy this idea that why did he play Leonard? I thought he, he turned out our strongest side injuries allowing that we we could Jesse, which I think is respecting the competition. And um, you know, I I, I I I don't buy that idea that you you have to um, you know other players are injured. Brook Norton, Cuffey was out, and and obviously Hutchinson's out as well, which is, is unfortunate, but. I thought he turned out his strongest side and they, they gave a good account of themselves yesterday. So I'm not sure about this idea that you lock away the family jewels and never seen them. <laughs> well, you, you know, you don't want him to become our Ledley King, do you? Where he just <laughs> doesn't train and just plays the odd game here and there. You know, he, he was playing so well, wasn't he, Leonard? That it's he a was, real shame. Yeah. Um, and a nice quote from Joe Edwards. Uh, I think this is it, rated with the, uh, the short story uh, competition. The shortest short story of all time was allegedly by Ernest Hemingway. Um, and he, Joe Edwards is now matching it with uh, a, a hamstring injury. 
crucial player, and that's it. Yeah, that's the short story in <laughs> in two sentences there. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, loss. Um, nice second goal. I mean, again from a traditional route, which is a corner in met well by Jake Cooper, the big man, like we've just been saying. Listeners, I do, of course, mean Mill's um, first goal. Pressure by Duncan Watmore. I thought was a real strong player yesterday. I thought he'd done well. My man in the match, man, Matt Watmore. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? You know, um, he's sparky, he's energetic, and uh, you know, we sort of need a bit of that at times in attack. And we were quite sort of predictable in attack, I think. Mm. And um, I like, I like the idea of him and Fleming sort of learning off someone like Joe Edwards, who can bring something else to their game. Because I think if if he can add a little 10, 20% extra to both of those players, then then we've we've got some really good players there. You know, Zian's not been himself of last season at all. And you know no, no. there are flashes there. But you know, if we're playing more football, the idea is Zian will get be more in the game. So let's let's hope that that, uh, that works and we do get to see sort of the best of him back. And I think what more, you know, is a great chance creator and probably not gonna get you twenty goals a season, but he'll he'll set others up as well. It'll bring energy in. I thought, I mean, obviously, once we got it to 2-1, the energy of the crowd, which was slightly um, flagging a little bit, 2-0 down, and it did look like a bit of a, a mountain to climb. But to get it to 2-1, uh, and the Den got involved. And uh, there's a nice few minutes, actually, where we were pushing forwards. The third goal, in reality, probably was was good night Vienna, really, Matt. But um, it was a beautiful goal. But again, some talk that Sarkic came out in one of his rushes of blood to the head. He came... Came wandering out to try and meet the um, the striker coming down the middle. It's a good long ball forwards. Um, I'm not sure he could have done much different other than come out, unless he's going to actually demolish the man and get sent off. And not much else he could have done in that situation. Nice finish, though. Nice finish. Well, from behind the other goal, mm. I've still not seen the replay of it back. So all oh, I know right. is the ball was in our in their penalty <laughs> box one minute, and then within about ten seconds, it's in our net. So. Um, it was a basic long ball down the middle. I'll describe it. I'll describe it. Basic long ball down the middle. It was, you know, Plough Lane, 1985, um, down the middle. Um, it beat our two defenders and the, the, the striker had more pace. Sarkic came out a long way to mm. try. And I think he was caught between um, heading it away, but he was not going to get there. Or then does he take the man and draw a red card? He, he didn't really do any of it. I think he was just caught in a little bit of a dither there. And the striker went round him and slotted it in from the, the right side of the penalty area, which whether you want to say that's a mistake by Sargage, I don't know. I think that's harsh because I'm not sure what he could have done other than flatten him. And um, hmm. he's, he's got he's, he's, he's got two good boy looks, boy band looks to go flattening people. He's not that kind of chiseled. <laughs> um, he's not a David Ford, is he? He's going to go out there and, and or a, a Tony Warner is going to go and flatten the man. He would, have, he would have been sent off there because he was. It was, you know, that would have been the last um, last man. So um, I don't know. Really, we know what he could have done. Three one, and that did feel like it, really, Matt. But we still carried on playing. And I, that's another positive, Matt. We we kept going. Mm. Didn't give it up. We didn't just turn it in there. And I thought we kept going well, actually. And um, obviously got in with that late late volley from uh, Zian Fleming. But that's refreshing. You know, that 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 um that attacking intent and the continuing to, to drive forwards no matter the score. Yeah, you know, I think we we sort of left quite optimistic yesterday because we finished the game attacking and Zian's free kick towards the end. Yeah. Quite close, close to level. Yeah. Yeah. We were right behind that and it was it wasn't far off. And 
you know, you know, say we'd taken Leicester to a replay and we were that close to sort of doing that, that, you know, that would have been a tremendous sort of result in the end, fighting back. And yeah. there's yeah, there was great resolve, I think, which we can all kind of be pleased about and proud about yesterday. It's just those moments and that's that's the difference between us and the the top sides and the, the Premier League sides when we play them. They they take their moments. They either defend them really well when we're attacking or they take their chances when they get them. Um we took our chances against Everton, what, five years ago yeah. now. Yeah. We won the game, you know. Yeah. Um, yesterday, at nil-nil, and even at one-nil, I think the first 20, 25 minutes, we had four, five, maybe six good openings. Didn't take any of them. And we've seen that before under Rowett many a times. We, we start yeah. well at home. Um, don't score. And then you're thinking, oh, God, we're going to concede here. Which yeah, is, it starts to get away from us a bit, doesn't it? It gets so, away from us. And that sort of felt like that yesterday. Once we don't score early. Uh, where yeah. we go. Um, so if we can get past that, you know, hopefully Joe's got a master plan to get past that. Right? <laughs> I think his master plan now seems to be shoring up the injury list that seems to be getting longer and longer day by day. Yeah. Um, dislocated shoulder, I read for Ida Moemarka, which is a real shame because I think he's been one of our hotter prospects. Um, but also other players like now, like Ryan Nenner with his hamstring and Sean Hutchinson, who uh, I think, you know, Father Time is starting to to creep up on one of the two of these players in the sense of drawing knocks more easily than maybe they would have done five years ago, perhaps. Um, so I'm going to guess that uh, the, the January transfer window is, rather than being spectacular, it might be about filling positions that are going to be out of action for a while. Um, I was listening. It's an interesting podcast. I mentioned it on the show Yesterday when I did the uh, live thing, Matt, I don't know if you've listened to Gary Rowett's podcast. He, he's doing a regular um, in, behind the scenes of management podcast. Quite interesting to listen to. But he was taking the view and on the show that I listened to the other day that um, you're sometimes better off doing nothing in the January transfer window rather than bringing in bad eggs or um, players based on YouTube reels that don't quite perform as they do on online you know um and i was desperately trying to fill in who these people were that he was talking about but <laughs> it doesn't they don't name names so it's, it's you know there's a bit of a guesswork involved but it's going to be interesting to see how we play january um what you know whether we're going to go for the spectacular whether we're going to go for the um the mundane i, th- I kind of think mundanity might be our in the, in, the, in the sense of players we hadn't heard of before to try and fill some of these gaps. You know, I think the one thing we know now um, with Joe is it's not going to be a transfer window where we're uh, going in for ex-Derby players, right? <laughs> <laughs> or Birmingham cast-offs and Stoke yes, City cast-offs. that'll be the difference this time. I mean, we, we could be looking at a whole new market of sort of young loanees who are coming from exciting teams like Chelsea who are, you yeah. know, got, producing these great young players rather than guys who are on a free transfer from Derby. So, um We'll see. Yeah, we we'll trust see. in Joe, right? He's got these connections. So um, let, let's see what he can do. Maybe bring in a couple of young players who've got the hunger and the appetite rather than sort of fully formed 30-year-olds who yeah. are just in there to do a job as a squad player that we've maybe done in the past. Agreed. Agreed. It's going to be an interesting period ahead. Uh, Middlesbrough at home next week, which is, uh, and they're all important, but that's going to be uh, another fixture where it's going to be tough, but we would want to be getting a result from it. Um, I think Joe Edwards has made a good impact. I mean, obviously, difficult start, Matt. Um, but it seems to be coming together a little bit now. It's going to be interesting to see how the season pans out, mate, isn't it? I think so. And I think Joe's under no illusions that 
he seems he's a very switched on, level headed chap, and um, knows it's not going to be easy. Knows that that idea of trying to turn a team into a footballing side overnight during a mid season is not going to be an easy one. And uh, there are going to be bumps in the road. We had a horrible run after Sheffield Wednesday, didn't we? Yeah, um, no, it really went off. The wheels came off big time there, but it's they're back on again now. It's five unbeaten yep. in the league now. Um, and obviously Middlesbrough, and then Queen's Park Rangers away, I think, which is the the following week. So, a couple of big games there. Um, just want to wish um, Steve Morrison a touch of luck. He's, he's joining you as a Surrey manager now. Um, you know, <laughs> down, at, down at Sutton. Um, Hopefully, he can loan us a few players from the. <laughs> 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 we are, the international Surrey are available, Steve. If you're listening to the show, and I'm sure he does. That Very much available. Very um, much available, mate. I'm sure he listens to the show as well. Apparently, <laughs> he went into the clubhouse I read at Hornchurch after the game yesterday and just said, "You know, I've had an offer and I'm, yeah, I'm leaving." I've got to go. Yeah, I've got to go. So he's done a decent job with Hornchurch. They're they're riding high. I think it's Ishmael Ishmael League, and they're they're going going good guns at the moment. So um, good luck to him. Good luck to him, and fair play to him, Matt, for dropping down the levels and to keep mm. in management. I mean, that wasn't an obvious move to go from, you know, cast off by by Cardiff and then to go to Hornchurch. Well, you know, that's, there's a certain bravery to that. So, um, wish him luck, I think, at, at Sutton. Um, we'll see where he goes there. Absolutely. Yeah. Matt, I'm going to leave you to enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Matt, I want to say a huge thank you, Matt Nash, International Surrey and Sports Freelance Gun for Hire. Thank you for <laughs> yeah, joining us on the show, Matt. And incidentally... Retro shirt wearers. This is not a video podcast because you will be having, you'll be oozing, oozing <laughs> <laughs> with a shirt that Matt's wearing a 24 7 energy 9. Buy, buy something called Strike Force. Isn't that one of Theo's kind of yeah. cover organizations? <laughs> 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 sold them, sold them at Whitechapel Market off of a stall. Um, but Incredibly, yeah, it still still fits Nick, which is the shocking oh, thing. Mate, Twenty mate, odd years. Your tribute, your tributes, a good good diet, <laughs> clean living. Says says uh, to someone who was in Mel's cafe for an hour before kickoff yesterday. <laughs> Great stuff, Matt. Thank you very much, mate. I appreciate it. Top man. Thanks, Nick. Cheers. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. Huge thank you to Matt Nash for joining me earlier on today. Um, do check out Matt, Matt's work on X, stroke Twitter, as it used to be known, now known as X, at Matt Nash Media. 
Um, also, he's doing a podcast, his own own podcast, well worth a listen. Uh, wider range of sports and, and, and personalities than um, we do on this little niche show called Actung Mill, but his one is called The Back Page. Um, so a big thank you, Matt Nash, and do have a look on his media um, X page for all the range of activities that Matt undertakes, uh, sports journalism related. So anyway, it's now time for the jingle for the voicemail. I haven't played the jingle for a while, so let's play the jingle. Hello, mates. Yes, indeed, it's the voicemail section. Um, if you want to send me a voicemail, always, always welcome, dear listeners. You can do it the easy way, which is go on X, Twitter, and send me a direct message. Uh, if you go to direct messages and press the little sound button in the bottom right-hand corner from memory, there and speak, and that will come through as a, as a as a voice note, and I can record that and use it on the show. Um, I think you have a two, two minute and 20 maximum length on there, but it's not going to stop you doing a repeat message afterwards if you have more to say. Um, do, do, do send me stuff. Um, I really appreciate it. I know these shows are popular and um, you'll be very, very welcome. You can also WhatsApp me if um, if you've got my uh, number. So get, hit me up, as the kids say. So uh, let's have a listen to our first message. And in fact, this is Joe Edwards speaking in the aftermath yesterday, speaking to Phil Parry of BBC London, 94.9. Have a listen to Joe having a word with Phil after the game. You should have got something out of that game. I mean, we're, we're sitting up here scratching our heads. Your team did so well today. Yeah, definitely. Um, really pleased with the performance. Obviously, the, the initial feeling is disappointment because it's a FA Cup tie. We always want to progress in the FA Cup and do well. And playing at home and, and when you start the game as well as we did it feels like a big opportunity so the, the initial feeling is disappointment in the dressing room now but as you said there was, there was um, a lot of positives about our performance um, I don't think many teams have, have taken Leicester apart the way we did at times albeit they you know rested some players but still got a lot of top players out there we we did really well created chances but you know they were more clinical than us today Duncan Watmore certainly deserved his goal didn't he really I mean what shift he put in for you again today yeah, he's been great for us, and uh, around that busy fixture schedule that we had over Christmas, um, it was it was how you manage players like Dunk, you know, very explosive, plays at high intensity. So we've sort of he's been in and out of our starting team, but always offered an impact, whether it's from from the start of the game or from the bench. And, and again today, he was a he was a constant threat um, and, and got his goal. Was the frustration that that less just were clinical with the chances, the brief chances they had, especially for the first two goals, that how clinical they were. Yeah, I think if you look at their goals, they're probably a mixture of you know minor errors from us that mm. we can always look at and tighten up on, um, and definitely do better, and definitely should be disappointed with a couple of them. But it did show that minor errors will always happen in football matches, and there will be small spaces opening like the ones that opened. But but what they showed is when you do it against teams like that, they've they've got the quality to punish you, and and that's exactly what happened. It it felt like a football match where we were pretty comfortable, um, and then real half moments around our goal when it ends up in the net and. You know that's why that's why they are where they are in the league at the moment because they've got players all through their squad that can do that at any moment. And when we spoke on on Thursday ahead of this game, you talked about the momentum and the, and the confidence that's building despite the actual result that says the scoreline. Shall we say, Joe? Does not today feed into that confidence, feed into that momentum that you're building? 
I think so for sure because I've I've gone and faced a, a group of players in the dressing room at half time there and at the end of the game where I can see it in them that they know you know there's a feeling of frustration to lose a game right now and to be out of the FA Cup but there's definitely a lot of belief in what we're doing um, you know the way we the, the, the type of football we played today was a real example of what we want to be about a lot of playing out from the back with our goalkeeper and defenders playing short into midfield but the whole purpose of it is for us to to get up the pitch to, to get through the opponent and create chances and I thought that was the big standout point today we we had more possession than we normally would but today we, we created a lot of moments around the opponent's goal um, and you know as I said we, we know we were playing against top opponents that that punished us and, and goals had a big impact on the game but I think the lads and, and everyone will see that if we can replicate that level of performance that we've put in today uh, and make that a regular thing at the den that, that this won't be an easy place for people to come and we have an opportunity to start with, with Middlesbrough next week. One thing I do like about Joe, listeners, is he speaks well, doesn't he? He doesn't. You don't get a sense that he's just coming out with um, guff and cliches, football cliches. I do think that he's a genuine person, and he speaks um, from the heart. I think he wears his heart on his sleeve, probably more privately, perhaps than than in public. Um, but yeah, yesterday was a strange day. It's a strange home defeat where you walk away from the den, as I did, walking back through the. Uh, the Silwood Estate after the game, where you feel pretty positive about what you've seen, because we were—I don't know if decisive is the right word—but we were we were well beaten by a decent side, and as Joe Edwards has touched on there, and and we in the conversation with um, with Matt Nash, um, that was a, a, a very well assembled Leicester side, and not their first strongest side, not their first choice side. So I suppose it gives you a sense of um, what money can buy so some of these players were clearly from the european footballing scene and they're, they're, they've chosen wisely and well um points are for us for the future um if you can find these players that are out there and attract them then um there's clearly a lot of potential but yeah so it's an odd one in that way and um, i do make joe right in the sense that we when we took the game to him and that in itself is pleasing to um not to not to um you know, we weren't blown away, but we did take the game to them and perhaps fell a little bit short and their defending was very, very good, top quality. But to have taken the game to them um, belies the disappointment that I think the squad will be feeling and and um, that maybe in the moment you might feel at the game yesterday. But uh, yeah, um, I do think he's right where he says the momentum is continuing, um, even though it's a defeat. So that's a strange strange day in that sense now let's have a listen to next up it's show regular matt richards continue with um another matt hi nick matt richards dialing in with my thoughts after today's game um well i think i can put away my tinfoil fa cup i don't think i'll be needing that for another season um yeah i thought we i thought we played okay you know i'm gonna look, try looking at the positives there's some negatives you know, some sloppy defending. Big negative, obviously, Ryan Leonard being injured. Um, I know people, you know, I sat on the fence, really, of that people saying he shouldn't have played. When you've got two defenders out, I can see why he played him. You know, he, and he could, thing with Leonard, he could break down any game, can't he? So, not playing him today is no guarantee he wouldn't have broken down next time. But who knows, you know, wear and tear as well, managing players. Anyway, constructed negatives, am I? Um... Yeah, so shame about Ryan Leonard, sloppy defending. I mean, they, they scored in their first their first chance, and Sarkic, I think, for the third. I have to sit back. We don't see replays. So frustrating. Why don't they show replays? 
Um, I thought, he's, you know, if he's coming out, he, he's got to get it, and he didn't. Um, but aside from that, you know, we created lots of chances, and I think we had like three chances in the first 15 minutes. And so, you know, okay, the frustration is obviously when you don't take those chances, we need someone to put the ball in the back of the net. But I think I think it's positive anyway that we were making chances. Um, what more did particularly well? Um, there's a guy behind me who was slagging him off, saying, "Oh, he's, he's missed four chances." I'm thinking, bloody hell, how many how many players have we got in the team who actually create four chances? Because what more corrects his own chances? You know, we've got, we've got no nobody like him. So I thought I thought he played well in the first half, and he deserved his goal in the second. Nisbet, I was I just thought today is just every decision he made when he was. There weren't clear-cut chances, but every decision he made when he was in the box was the wrong decision. He shot when he probably could have played it in, and then the one time he did play it in, he probably should have shot. You know, and it's one of those days where, where it just didn't didn't happen, did it? Um, but so I still think we played some good stuff. When you think about Leicester, and that obviously wasn't their their um, number one choice team. We still played really well against a top Championship team that will be in the Premier League next year. Um, so I think that, I think that's positive. I think it's it's another game for Joe to get over, you know, the new type of football he wants us to play. And you can see that we were we were playing it and passing it around quite well at times. Um, in, in a way, it's like a mid-season friendly. That there's no kind of I mean, nobody is anybody really bothered about the FA Cup nowadays. I mean, I'm from the generation that if any generation was going to be have some sort of romantic ideas about it, it would be me. But I just can't get excited about it. I mean, the fact that most of the people that sit near me have season ticket holders and they weren't even there today, it kind of shows you that basically, you know, fans don't really care about it now either, which is sad. But that's why it felt like a bit of a bit of a free hit, a bit of a friendly, bit of a run out for certain players. And that's that's the way I'm kind of viewing it. Really, I'm driving away now, not absolutely gutted. I always want Mill to win, but what's more important to me is that we beat Borough next week and QPR and then Preston. You know, so I'm taking positives out of it and um, you know, I just hope that Hutch, 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 Leonard's um, injury isn't too bad um, and hopefully Hutch isn't either. Um, and if we can get that back up to full strength, get a couple of players in and then look forward to some um, proper games which actually mean something. So yeah, that's all from me. Cheers, Nick. Come on, you Lions. Cheers, Matt. Thank you very much for that, mate. You raise a good question about the FA Cup. Does it really matter? I find myself going around in circles where there's a difference between a gap. Mind the gap, they say, between reality and um, fantasy. Um, what you think you sh- the world should be like as against what it is like. So, I mean, in my um, romantic, um, brought up in the 60s and 70s, the FA Cup was a big deal um, in a very, very different world, I suppose. Um, sadly, whether we like it or not, and this ain't going to change, kids, um, the the football scene is increasingly dominated by the interests of the biggest um, players. It reflects society, doesn't it? So the biggest clubs at the top of the tree and their desire for endless rounds of European-level football um, and everything being geared towards their, their interests. I even saw the strangest... Um, clip in the world of Thomas Frank of Brentford yes Brentford not 
um, you know, Liverpool or, uh, you know, Arsenal or any of these um, ex-Super League style clubs. Thomas Frank calling for the end of replays in FA Cup matches um, because Brentford, I suppose, can do without their squad being stretched. And if that's not the most um, ironic moment of your football career, then give me a better one because Brentford, not so long ago, were la- languishing in, you know, third and fourth division football. So there we are. That's that's how money gets you, takes a buys your soul doesn't it, dear listeners? We all know that. Um, yeah, I mean, um, good performance. It, it was an odd sense, though, where you don't really care too much for losing, and I suppose that's everything we've just touched upon there, Matt. It ain't right, but it's the way it is, and I think that's probably the way I want to leave any further consideration of the FA Cup. Let's go now to um, Barnsley, new, new caller, Barnsley. Let's have a look at Barnsley. Hi Nick, it's Barnsley here. Just thought I'd give you a, a quick rundown of what I thought of the game today. I thought we played well, to be honest. I think obviously the big thing for us versus them is that they're clinical in front of goal. We're not. I think when the balls go up to up top to the Watmore and Nisbet, it just slows down too much. We haven't got that pace. And obviously hearing the injury now to Amarco is going to cause us a lot of trouble. And obviously Leonard. So we lost a few players this week. And it showed today he looked at the bench. Unfortunately, we couldn't really change it. But I thought everyone did well today. I really did. And we really battled towards the end. And we were lucky not to get a replay. But I don't think anyone really wanted a replay anyway. So, uh, But no, I thought Danny Mack was brilliant today. I thought we really showed some great tackling out there. And was strong. And I thought everyone else did well today. Um, but... Nisbet God, just needs to be stronger. Second goal come to him because ball played into him wasn't strong enough. Lost the ball, clinical again, goal. And that's that's when you're playing against teams like this, they're going to hurt you. And that's exactly what they did today. And you know, I felt that they probably could have stepped up an extra gear. But you know, we battled to the end. And you know, passing out, I'm like, oh my God, what are we doing? But we look confident on the ball. And I think keeper played so well today. I'm not a massive fan, but today he turned me around. I thought he was brilliant. But uh, no, I'm not too unhappy. I walked out of there quite happy today. And But, you know, we go to the next game. We need to patch up the squad, get some players in. It's, you know, lone players. We need them to the end of the season. All right, mate, keep up the good work. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Big thank you, Barnsley. Um, the sounds of London Bridge Station. It sounded like behind you there, mate, for all you train spotters out there. Um, yeah, it was. It, 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 we, I thought we played well. We played better than maybe I expected as I sat down in my seat. Uh, yesterday morning um, injuries are going to cost us that's for sure and I suppose that's the downfall of a relatively small squad where when you looked at the bench yesterday you know you, because of these injuries that we're carrying now you're looking really at um, kids um, as a first first time out I thought we might have seen more of the kids actually but I suppose we're in contention through the game so there was less less apart from Roman Essay perhaps there's less inclination by Joe to to play some of those names I would like to have seen Adam Malaki to see how he would have performed up against a quality side let's not not forget that um this bit's an interesting interesting character I think you have to play him in the right way um I mentioned to Matt Nash at the start of the show uh, the opening move one of the opening moves a break down the right by what one is shot rather than cross it and that was a very similar move to what we've seen a few goals recently I think it was um, I think it was Bradshaw against Stoke where there's like a ball across the face of the goal and it reached the man at the far post and this bit was lurking at the far post for that very ball if it had been played 
Um, but that's not to excuse some of his other moments for the game. It wasn't his finest hour yesterday, that's for sure. And I was well pleased when Tom Bradshaw came. He just gives you more physicality and energy up front, despite his his relatively um, you know smaller stature. Um, but yeah, there we are. Sarkic, yeah, we've mentioned Sarkic. I thought we had a, a decent game overall, albeit one or two moments where perhaps, um, you know, he might have expected to have done a little bit better. OK, let's have a listen now to Joe from Chicago. Take, take it away, Joe. Hello, Joe from Chicago. Simply happy that the Lions don't have a replay to success as long as that didn't happen. Two positives from today. I mean, when you get cut apart by the Leicester counterattack, it's kind of what you would expect to happen, so I can't really dwell on that. Uh, highly talented players playing Harding and Cooper off the park on the counter. Makes sense. Matthias Sarkic, fabulous. That game could have gotten ugly, made a couple great double saves. Really loved what I saw from Zeon Fleming today. Goal and an assist, but there was a moment in the 75th minute where Lester was breaking on the counter, and Zeon's getting back, and you can see him pulling, literally physically pulling, Billy Mitchell by the kit to get Mitchell back into the play defensively. They end up thwarting the counterattack, but I think Fleming's really starting to turn a corner this year at this point. I think if we can get the fans back on his side... This guy really could be crucial for us going down. Obviously, that's not a, that's not a bold statement. Of course, the Lions need Zion Fleming, but I really need the Millwall fans to get behind him because today, when this could have been six seven nothing, Zion did a lot to get us some goals and to see him pulling Billy Mitchell back on defense. You'd expect it to be the other way around, so that was very cool to see. Three two loss again to Leicester. <laughs> Whatever, it's the FA Cup. I don't really care. Cheers. Hope everyone's well. Well, Thank you, Joe. Um, I missed that moment. Zian taking a hand in um, Billy's retreat from uh, forward play to to midfield. I was uh, far, far away from the action when that would have happened. Much easier to pick up on screen. Interesting, though. I, I do agree with you, Joe, about the need for... Zian to start asserting some leadership. Um, and I don't really like that term, but I don't know what other one I can think of as I'm speaking. Um, but to impose himself on the game and to start to you know take a take a leading role in proceeding. If that's the start of what we we hope we can see from Zian in that sense, then great stuff because I do believe you're right that he's got the talent, he's got the football brain. Um, he's got to work a way, find a way to um, make better use of his talents within the fact that he probably doesn't have the pace that a lot of other teams do around. We saw a really strong Leicester side and they were quick. There was the uh, the third goal, which was a straightforward punt down the middle, I think, as I described it to Matt earlier on, um, was all about pace. The uh, the Italian forward, Casadei, I think his name was, Strong and fast, and they had the beating of our boys. Um, Zian isn't the quickest midfielder in the world, so he's got to find a way to, um, and the best players can do this, uh, to, to use the talents he does have and not hopefully get caught out with that lack of pace. Um, so good stuff um, from Joe in Chicago. Big thank you there, mate. Let's have a listen. We're going to continue on our worldwide journey. We're going to head westwards from um, Chicago and head out to Australia now and have a listen to Dave, Dave Baccarini. 
Nick Davey from sunny Australia. God, what a feel-good defeat that was. Couple of observations. The first one, there's quite a quirky occurrence during the game, and I reckon there's four players who had the best game of the season in the same game. First, Danny Mack. Oh, what a return to form. Good tackling, lots of energy, and even so, some better foot skills. Billy Mitch. For once, showing a bit more positivity and turning around and going forward. Definitely an improvement. Third one, Longman. The more and more, I think we probably should have signed him up as a squad player, did some really good uh, attacks down the right and uh, maintained our momentum. And finally, this guy, Fleming. Think of his best game of the season. Ran around, looked a bit more enthusiastic, etc. So four best games of the season for those four. The second observation, I thought we looked bloody fit today. Normally we're blowing out of our backsides after 70 minutes. Besides what more, the rest were going strong at the end. So something's happening there. The third thing is the uh, level of injuries. If you see uh, Edward's um, interview after the game, we've got a whole catalogue now. It looks like Hutch is out for about six weeks. Maybe Lenny's out for months and Brock Norton, Cuffey and Murray Warris, they're all injured. So, well, these um, window signings are going to be critical just so we can get a, a good, solid squad. You only had to look at the subs bench yesterday, some unknown faces there. And finally, the whole thing I can encapsulate yesterday's game as progress. Each time we play, we're looking better. Come on, you Lions. Cheers, Dave. Yeah, I'd make you right about the progress part, mate. I do agree... We are looking inch by inch, game by game, minute by minute, we're looking better. Um, I'm going to guess the fitness work. I mean, a lot of people are identifying a lack of fitness online. And I think probably when you look at where we're at now, we do look a stronger side. The injuries clearly are going to hit us hard. Um, so big, big January ahead, as, as you rightly say. But I do agree that the fitness is improving and the performances, the, the actual quality of the football is improving. Um, and I can see in a way that maybe I couldn't in those immediate games after the appointment of Joe Edwards what he's trying to achieve here. And it is a more modern, faster-paced style, but it is one geared up, I believe, or geared up for the, the pe peculiar arena that is the den. We, we're not going to be um, a kind of crowd that will watch endless passing backwards and forwards for no purpose. It's got to have it's got to have a, f a point and a focus. And I do believe that's where Joe's trying to take us. Interesting array of um, best performers that you've picked out. Danny Mack, I thought also, Dave, played very, very well yesterday. Um, Ryan Longman, I, I, he didn't stand out as much. He did I, he did okay. Um, and Fleming and Billy Mitch all, all, all played better. I think that's where I'd go with it. But I do agree that Danny um, is looking an improved player. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, Joe Edwards has come to us as head coach with a strong reputation for improving players. And Danny Mack's probably prime, a prime um, you know, candidate to be improved because I think the boy's got the basis of a, of a, of a real talent. He's in, international for the Republic of Ireland. So clearly, you know, he's no slouch, but I think, you know, anyone can improve. And I think Danny probably is, if he's honest with himself, can really benefit from whatever they, they the, the, the coaching staff bring to him. Um, so, yeah, great stuff there from Dave Baccarini in, in Australia. Um, next up, we're going to go with Lawrence Binney, and then we'll close out with Mr Cheeky himself, Bobby T. Have a listen to Lawrence, then Bobby. 
All right, Nick, uh, Lawrence Spinney here uh, after the uh, FA Cup game against Leicester City. Um, a weekend Leicester City side, uh, but also a side that was brimming, brimming with quality. And I think um, uh, looking at that, that squad, um, it might just be the squ- strongest squad that's ever, um, ever sort of taken to the field at this level. Very impressive um uh, uh the players they've got in uh, in reserve it's weird that you can walk away from the den um and think well blimey do you know what we lost that but that was a, that was a fucking good performance that was full of uh, attacking intent and endeavor um and no small amount of self belief um i feel like every with every passing game we're we're developing, but we're learning a little bit more about what a Joe Edwards side looks like. Um, and today, I think, is as, as close as we've looked to um, the Edwards vision um, uh, as we have in previous games. Um, I'd say this is probably that was probably our, our best attacking performance under Edwards. Um, not our best overall performance, which I, I think the Norwich game will take some beating. But um, especially that first half... You know the, the the number of times we sort of retrieved the ball from defence, had kind of midfielders turning into space, playing one twos. Um, we really we really put the fear of God into that Leicester defence, um, and do I think what 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 teams often do to Cooper and and to Hutch, which is um, kind of put them on the back foot, have them reeling. Do you know what I mean? Um, you had uh, Connor Cody, who's a Proper sort of old school, no no nonsense uh, centre back. Played for England fairly recently, but he really doesn't like players running at him. And uh, yeah, the likes of Watmore and Nisbet kind of given him a torrid time. Um, I was very impressed with uh, Zian Fleming today um, in what looked like a, a deeper role than usual, um, almost sort of playing as a kind of what you might call like a number eight. Um, often got the ball deep, looking to play those sort of um, eye through, you know, through the eye of the needle passes uh, to runners. Um, and what a bloody finish that was for the second goal. Um, you'll see more spectacular goals this season. But in terms of sheer technique, I think that might just be the best goal that we've seen at Aden um, for quite some time. Um yeah, in- incredibly, incredibly pleased with the performance. Um, although saying that, if we're going to hold uh, these players to a higher standard now that we've turned the corner, and I really do believe we have turned that corner, I will just sort of say maybe maybe players like Mitchell and Watmore can be coached, but I think I think as good as as good as they were today. There needs to be, yeah, we just need to be a little bit sharper, I think, if we're if we're going to kind of compete at the at the top end of the table again. Um, a couple of times we're in great positions, but we sort of dearlyed and dallied, or you know, didn't quite didn't quite find that that final final pass or that final shot when it was very much on for us, um, and that was the difference in the end um, between the two teams. Um, could also say maybe Leonard and um, uh, Harding didn't have their best, best games for us. I think Leonard got caught under the ball for the cross for the first goal. 
Um, and Hutch made a, uh, not Hutch, Harding made a very silly mistake for their third from a simple ball over the top. Um, I think I've got that right. I had a, had a couple of beers, so I might have completely got that wrong. Um, and in the end, we sort of just, I think the third goal sort of sucked the life out of us a little bit. Um, and we were kind of getting done on the counter quite a bit. But, you know, we, was, we were pouring forward and we had that attacking tent. Um, just a great, just a great, uh, a great time to be a Mill fan at the moment. You know what I mean? I feel like this is this is all I want to see from a Mill side. You know, I don't care if we lose half our games, but you know we're we're being entertained. The players are buying into the philosophy. You know, there's a real sort of um, urgency to our play, and no small amount of quality. Um, so yeah, you know. I would take finishing 12th, 13th with this quality of football over finishing 7th, 8th under Rowett any day of the week. Uh, very encouraged. Um, shame about all the injuries. Um, but we've got a decent chance now to kind of really break into that top half with a, a, a quite kind run of games coming up. Um, cheers, Nick. Come on, you Lions. Good afternoon, Nick Hart, Bobby T here, signing on from Howard's. Um, well, a lot of points to say, but I'm glad we're out of the FA Cup, to be honest with you. Because we've had loads of cup runs, Nick Hart. I mean, you viewers, you tell me what you think, mate. You know, 2-0 down, 3-1, Fleming. He's, Fleming is not even interested, mate. I don't know why he starts. What more? Great goal. Danny Mack. Danny Mack, man of the match. Anyway, I'm glad we're out. Some people want a cup run. We've got to stay in this league. That's the most important thing, you know, our survival on this championship. So Leicester didn't go to the game, as I said to you when we're working. But yeah, positives. Danny Mack, Leonard looks out for the season now. Um, team selection, yeah, Joey Edwards, we trust. I'm glad we're out of the FA Cup. As I keep saying to you, I don't want a cup run. But what do you think, guys? I'm actually happy. Contract on the league now. Lost 3-2. Didn't go. QPR. I'm waiting to get tickets. Hopefully, I will get some tickets. Great show, Nick Hart. And Millwall is the best. Bye for now. <laughs> Cheers, Bob. <laughs> well, I'm never glad we're out of the FA Cup. Um, a cup run is always something worth having, in my romantic opinion. Um, one thing I will say is football, as the cliche has it, is a game of opinions. So on the one hand, Lawrence is uh, praising and others have praised um, Zeele Fleming's performance. I, it was a brilliant goal. I make you right, Lawrence, about the technique required to sign foot that volley in straight from a corner. Um, I can't really go with your, 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 your take that Fleming was poor Bobby. I think that maybe um, um, this, 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 it wasn't just being shown on TV, mate, so maybe you didn't see it there. So, um, But I thought, I thought we did okay. Um, as far as uh, attacking performances, yeah, I mean, I, I make what you say there, Lawrence, right about enjoying the game, and I, I, I think that was my overriding sense as I walked away from the, the ground yesterday. Um, you know, I've actually enjoyed going to football, and it's been a long while, really, despite losing, oddly, but it's been a long while since um, we could all collectively, collectively have said that. So, a big thank you to Bobby and to Lawrence there um that's the show dear listeners big thank you to everyone that's contributed today and a big thank you to you too for for listening we'll be back again after the 
Middlesbrough game, which is next Saturday. Um, and we're going to close out now with the answers. We've got the Pundit Games question answers here, haven't we? So let's finish off. Punditgames.co.uk, Pundit number one football trivia board game I asked you earlier on. Um, this is a Croatian striker who won the European Championship in 96 with Germany. Um, top scorer is Stuttgart. Um, I wouldn't have known this one in a, a long while. Freddy Bobic. Freddy Bobic. Now I hear the name, I would have heard of him, but I wouldn't have done otherwise. And Gary Rowitz, backroom staff, a hard-nosed fullback with Birmingham, West Brom, and um, was until recently part of the uh, the Gary Rowitz backroom staff at the Den. It's not ours, but the other, Paul Robinson. Of course it was Paul Robinson. There we are. So check out punditgames.co.uk. Huge thank you to everyone for contributing to the show. Whether you agree or disagree or whatever your views and opinions are, do give me a shout. Hit me up on the Twitter and um, always look forward to hearing from you. So until the next edition of Acton Millwall, it's Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Acton Millwall. <laughs>